Welcome to Elevating La Cultura podcast, a space where I talk with Latinas who are passionate about what they do and are willing to share their passion with others to change the narrative, especially for the next generation. Each season is centered around different topics, but all with the Latina perspective. This is season four, focused on artists and creators. So vámonos, and let's get into it. Hola! We're back with season four, and I am so excited to announce my first guest, Ashley, author of new book, Hefa in Training. Besides being an author, she is a business coach and a musician who has lots of generous advice to offer when it comes to being an entrepreneur. So please enjoy our conversation. Hi! I am so excited to be speaking with Ashley today. She is the first guest of season four, and I thought that you would be perfect since this season is featuring Latinas in the creative and artist space, which you are an artist, and you work a lot by helping creatives in their businesses. And I don't want to give too much away, so I'm going to let you go ahead and introduce yourself. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm super, super excited. Obviously, I've been a super fan of the podcast for a while now, so it's awesome to be here. Um, but I am Ashley. Uh, some people call me the business Ada Madrina. I am a business development coach and now author of my first book called Jefa in Training, which is the first ever business book written for Latinas. It is in Spanglish. I'm very excited about it. And thank you so much. Yes, we met, I think it was in 2020 when I started following you and I um, connected with you through the Mujeristas and we connected. I have to say that you are my business coach and you have been helping me through all of the things the past like year, two years, uh, pretty much since like pandemic happened. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think so. <laughs> yes. And I yeah. just love working with you. I have um, really appreciated everything that you have helped me through. And um, that's why I'm just so excited to have you on the podcast speaking to all of our guests or all of our listeners, I should say. Um, so why don't you go ahead and start from the beginning? Like what brought you to what you're doing now okay well first of all thank you for the lovely introduction it's been an honor to be your business coach I just I I say this to everyone that I work with but it's it's like you you guys need me in a way but I also need you because it's just it's been such an honor to be a part of of your journey and see all of the things that you're developing and Guys, she's got a lot of really, really amazing stuff coming up, and I don't want to give it all away, but just stay tuned. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I can for sure tell you about my journey. So I actually started out in the music industry. Um, so for a long time, for as long as I can remember, actually, I wrote music and I played music. And for a while, I was really on this kick that I wanted to be a super famous, like, touring pop rock star. Um, so I went through a series of bands. I ended up 
actually putting out a solo EP. It is on Spotify. You can listen to it if you want to. Um, and then I, at the same time, went to school for communication. So I actually studied um, PR, journalism, all the things that you need to know about, like how to market yourself, basically, because my thought process well, was, well, if I have to go to college because my parents told me to and I can't drop out to be a touring rock star, I might as well be able to promote myself somehow. So I did learn quite a bit through the classes and I actually interned for a lot of major record labels and publishers so I learned a lot about how the industry works got to work at a few different venues as well so I learned about how to put together shows and how to market shows and kind of those foundations there so that when I actually ended up performing on my own I was able to do that and get press and you know people don't realize it but when the moment and you know this the moment you decide to be a creative at that very moment, you're also deciding to start a business. Like, and the music industry, as well as I'm sure it's the same for, and now I can say it as an author as well, like the publishing industry, and I'm sure photography is the same. Like, you're not just an artist. You're not just a creative. You're a creative entrepreneur. So any skills that I developed um, while I was trying to build up my career as an artist, the having to learn how to, you know, pitch yourself, having to learn how to network and, and communicate your value to people, like all of that stuff has served so well as an entrepreneur. And when I was still coaching musicians, it was something that I was uh, really trying to like get through to them because the industry is really not what, what it used to be. Um, and so that's really kind of how I got my footing um, and how I transitioned into just pure entrepreneurship uh, was really um, random <laughs> and kind of amazing at the same time. So after I graduated college, I moved across the country and I ended up starting to work for Yelp. Um, and I was in community marketing at Yelp, uh, working with small businesses to connect them to the local community through events and other marketing tactics. And I learned a lot about community marketing there and basically how to engage people, right? Because I already knew the foundations of how to promote stuff, but I didn't really know how to engage people and also engage people in a way where you can sell stuff to them. Um, and so, um, I did that for a few years and then I ended up going towards to work at other tech startups, um, tech startups that are, that were run by women. And I realized that this was, this was my jam. This is what I wanted to do. I wanted to help other women. I wanted to help other, um, people of color. I wanted to help the new major majority really launch their businesses and grow their communities. Um, so I did that and then I started doing more community stuff and that's actually how I met uh, Maribet, the founder of the Mujerista, and I started working with Mari because she had a co-working space in Miami. So I, we met up there, she hired me to help her develop the space, then COVID came, she was like, hey, I think we should close the space and I was like, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and we decided to pivot all of those efforts that we were doing at the space to online. And that's how the Mujerista Network was born. And that is how I met you. Um, and so 
that's a very, very long journey to say that even though I started in music and my first love will always be music, I think I've just always, always been fueled by um, helping other people um, launch their projects. Um, and that actually fueled me to start my own business in between working for Yelp and working for the Mujerista, which was my nonprofit, Woman Crush Music, which helps women songwriters get the opportunities that they need. Um, and so, yeah, that, that, that's it. That's kind of my whole story. And so now I do that as a coach. I do it as an author. I do it as a consultant. I step in and I help startups do whatever it is they need help with. And it's been an awesome journey. I think it's so smart that you decided to go to school for like marketing because you knew it would be an asset in your business. A lot of times, well, as like first generation kids, like the pressure to go to college is real. And a lot of times like we, like I went to college and I'm not necessarily doing the thing that I have my degree in. Um, but I did use all those skills and I like did extracurricular or like um, extra credit classes that I knew was going to fuel the like my creativity and what I wanted to do later, even if I didn't really know what I wanted to do personally. But I knew enough to use like to know that my education was um, going to be an asset for me. But I also took the time to kind of create what that looked like. And so I think it's so smart that you were like, oh, my passion is in music. I know I need to go to college, get a degree. So let me like think through this so that I can use what I learn in college and the degree to help me in the career or my creative path that I want to be doing. Um, and I think... Like, social media really changed the game for artists in general, whether you're, like, in the music industry, um, like, the art, creating, like, painting, drawing, um, or photography industry. Like, that really put the pressure on creatives to also be the ones doing their own photos to be the ones doing videos video content now with reels and tiktok um but it's a lot of things to think through rather than just focusing on like okay my passion is this creative outlet so for me photography but i also have to think about how i'm going to wear all the hats to make money for my art. Like it's easier to make money for being an artist, but you also are the one doing everything, which is why I always like recommend people to have like a business coach to kind of help them think through everything that they need. Because honestly, we cannot do all of the things by ourselves. Like I think that's why community is also so strong. Um, but I wanted to uh, touch back on what inspired you to write this book 
for the creative industry, for business, um, for creative entrepreneurs? Like, what is the why behind it? There's a few, <laughs> um, but that's a great question. Um, my why behind writing Kifat and Training stems from the fact that when I started Woman Crush Music, my nonprofit, I had literally no idea what I was doing. Um, and so in the process, I really tried to read all of the business books under the sun, the, you know, the ones that are really targeted towards like me like the girl boss the girl code like all of those books and then some of the classic you know like um start with why like simon sinek like those businessy type books and some of them were great some of them were okay um not here to bash any of those books however for me personally it really is hard for me to be inspired by people i have little to nothing in common with um, and so I read those books and I really had a hard time connecting to the people who wrote them because most of these books, maybe like 98% of them are written by wealthy old white dudes or already wealthy white women. <laughs> and, you know, I, it was just hard for me to to read their words and be like, oh yeah, you get me, you know, like I should listen to you, you get me. Um, and so I thought about it and then actually as I, I, I always wanted to kind of write like a, my own version of a business guide, but the more I actually involved myself in the Mujerista network and talked to people like you um, and my clients and learn like, hey, like, who do you go to for business support? How do you get the resources that you need? I realized that I wasn't the only one that felt this way, that there needed to be something more targeted towards people like us. Um, and that's it. And that's, that's kind of how it happened. I just wanted to write the book that I wish that I had. Um, and it was really, really important for me to involve um, the voices of other Latina founders in the book as well. So within each chapter, you know, it's a workbook too, but within each chapter, there's like little key tips from other Latina founders. Uh, for example, Maribet from the Mujerista, Anna from We All Grow is also in there, Danielle from the Bonita Project. Um, so a lot of really, really great, great Latinas in there. And it was, it was really important for me to include their voices as well because representation is important and I just you know business isn't uh I feel like business tips shouldn't just come from me everyone has their own experience and everyone has has things to say about about what they've learned in the process especially at different points in their process so I wanted to make sure that that was all all in there as well and the part you know the fact that it is a workbook too I think helps because you are essentially creating your business plan as you are reading through the book and the book is is general of course because I, I tried to make it so that it would help everybody which is very challenging by the way <laughs> um but you know I did my best and I and I hope that it's not only the kind of book that like 
if you're starting out your business or you're pivoting your business, you can pick up and do the exercises and the frameworks and, and then put it down. But, you know, at some point when you're launching your next service or product or whatever that you can pull it back out from your bookshelf and be like, oh, what did Ashley say about blah, 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 blah. And then like go through your book and do the the strategy or toolkit frame framework or whatever again and use it that way too. So so that's really my why is I just I just wanted it to be out there for more people like us to feel motivated and have feel like they have a resource that they can at least start with, you know? I'm thinking back to uh oh this had to have been like five, six years ago where I was working with um, a coach and I was just like starting to pivot my business to what I'm doing now. And I was kind of asking her to like help me figure it out, essentially figure out how I'm going to pivot from point A to point B, um, switch industries. So switch um, from offering service-based products to offering physical products and um what I do is pretty personal to me like going to Mexico sharing my story sharing how I'm trying to reclaim my culture from growing up in America and being assimilated and I remember her like critiquing my work like I I showed some photographs from Mexico and she was like that's not gonna do well that's not gonna sell and I felt like she wasn't necessarily listening to me and like what I wanted to do um for my community and she was a white woman and I realized then that I was like I need to work with someone who already understands like my background, why I'm doing what I'm doing and can help me from there. Not necessarily critique my work, especially work like photos that I've taken in Mexico and say that that's not good enough. Um, So it was a really confusing time, which is, which brings me back to when I started intentionally looking for people to connect with who were uh, Latinas who already understood like the the experiences that I went through the experiences that we kind of collectively would go through as first second generation kids in the U.S. and so that's why I think like this book is so needed because Like you said, representation matters and is so important. And to see, like, someone who gets it, who understands you from, like, the start of when you're trying to build your business is huge. Like, it can save a lot of, like, emotional damage from someone else who doesn't get it. Um, So I love, like how this book came about, the passion behind it, the why behind it, and how you brought other women along on your writing journey. Um, I just think, like, I'm I'm so excited uh, to actually have this book in my hands. 
Um, right now I've pre-ordered it. We are recording before launch date, but this comes out on the date of launch for your book. And so I'm excited to have it a copy in my hands. Um, so I hope this can inspire uh, other people to like continue with that mindset like representation is important and don't doubt like like oh well who's gonna listen to me or I I don't know if anyone cares about my story but like our stories especially as people of color are important because like you said before like this movement of people like encouraging and empowering each other to share their stories like I too had only re read business books by white mostly white men a few white women um, but I didn't see myself represented um, so I want to ask where does your inspiration come from in general I know you said that you had the this background in music in songwriting which then like inspired you to write this book because you saw that there was a need in the business entrepreneur community as you were uh, a music musician uh, so where in general does your inspiration come from um at this very moment, I feel very inspired by my community, by people like you, by the rest of my clients, by the rest of the Mujerista network. Um, it's just, it's to go from, you know, not really knowing anyone like me who was trying to get out there and, you know, start their own business or have their own business and also be first gen and um, you know, deal with what I was dealing with and to now know hundreds and have also helped hundreds of women find their footing in some capacity through the network. Um, it's been incredibly inspiring to see, you know, these connections happen between people within the network and then also seeing the things that, that come out of it, right? Um, or even though like, okay, for example, like, even though, um, you and, uh, Sandra is not in the Mujerista network. I don't, I don't believe so. But even just seeing like two Latinas that I follow actively on social media, like collaborating and like, I'm like a super fan of Papelitos Lindos as well. Like, you know, and seeing that collaboration happen, I was just like, dang, they're killing it. Like, I'm so proud of them <laughs> <laughs> you know like seeing those collaborations happen like if I'm having a bad day and I scroll through, scroll through my Instagram and I see something like that I'm like yes <laughs> that is what I live for you know or just like looking through the Mujerista network and seeing like oh I need help with this like can somebody help me and then someone jumping in there to help them like yes that is what makes my day or if I can help somebody like even better um I I get so inspired by the other people in our community that are doing amazing things. That is a hundred percent where my inspiration comes from. Uh, yes. It goes back to, I'm always saying like community is so important and necessary, especially as a creative and as you're building your business. 
Let's take a quick break because I'm so excited to announce it's finally happening. Join me on a guided trip to Mexico City this June as we learn about Mexican history, traditional cooking, and immerse ourselves in experiences that will cultivate thoughtful conversation about ourselves and our ancestral legacies. This is the time to pour into yourself and enjoy a meaningful and curated trip where I take care of everything in Mexico and all you have to do is enjoy. To get all the details and apply, visit GarinaMora.com. Now back to our guest. Are there any people that have influenced your life or encouraged you uh, that have been like significant moments that you can remember yeah I mean I I have been very very blessed to have a very 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 supportive family um my parents have been amazing through all of my career pivots crises whatever you want to call them um they have always I'm sure they've always questioned if I was a little bit crazy, but they have, they've always been supportive of the craziness. Um, except for when I wanted to drop out of college and go on tour, they told me to graduate first, <laughs> but you know, they, they've always, they've always seen, especially my mom. I think she's always seen some kind of leadership within me, even like since I was little, like every time I would leave the house, um, I think since high school or middle school, like she, she'd remind me, she'd be like, hija, tienes que ser líder. And I'm like, okay, like I'm just going to gym class. <laughs> like what? All right. Okay. I'll be a leader, I guess, you know, like, um, and I didn't really get it at the time, but she always saw this this quality in me, I guess, that I could be some kind of role model or influencer or, you know, author <laughs> who could write this stuff to, to impact a lot of people. Um, and I really, really appreciated that about, you know, I appreciate that still about her because she she knew it even before I knew it. Um, and I feel like she was a lot harder on me in my life because she knew that and the times that I wasn't living up to my full potential, like we really like butt heads. Um, but now of course that I'm older, I look back on those moments and I'm just like, ah, oh, dang, well, she knew I, I wasn't doing the things that I was supposed to be doing. So yeah, of course she was going to get frustrated. Like I, I don't, I don't have kids yet, but I, I can imagine that I, I will a hundred percent be the same way. So get frustrated when you see the people you love not, not doing what they're, you know, what they could be doing. Um, so yeah, big, big shout out to my parents, um, because they've been, they've been amazing, and I don't think that I would be, I would have gotten this far without them. Hmm. Is there anyone, like a teacher, I'm not sure um, if there was, like throughout even in middle school or high school or even college that like inspired you or encouraged you, like even in your writing, like a, it could have been a little comment that was like, maybe I will be a writer one day. Um, like, is there anyone 
that may have planted that seed before you even knew it was a seed? Um, I think I always knew that I was going to be a writer in some capacity because I just have notebooks and notebooks and notebooks and notebooks from probably since I was like 10 years old. Um, and the teachers that I had in school, um, I, I truly cannot remember someone like being like, oh, like you're really good at this. You should consider writing. However, um, like I remember my French teacher in high school, one of the assignments that we had was to like keep like a diary in French which was really hard and I don't think I could do that right now. <laughs> My French is super bad now, but um, it was a super cool thing that she made us do and she would read and like grade our diaries. And she once told me, she's like, I feel like I'm reading like a novel. Like, like the way that you talk about your life is very like storytelling. And I'm just like, huh, maybe I'll write a memoir one day, you know? <laughs> and, I, I think maybe she maybe she planted a seed or like I had a, an assignment in middle school where we had to like write a memoir like what I was 12 like write a memoir like 20 years into the future like recapping like you know from high school to adulthood um, and I remember super loving that assignment because I just got to write about all of my dreams and my you know, all the things that I thought I wanted for my life at 13 years old. <laughs> and it was just, I remember feeling something while doing that assignment. And I honestly wish I remembered like what the teachers thought about it because I remember putting a lot of work into it, but I don't. Um, but I, I do think that I, I was lucky that no one ever said anything bad to me about it because you hear so many stories of like terrible teachers like bashing their students work or, e or even like the story that you just told about the business coach that you worked with like what the hell I can't even believe that that happened to you um like I I feel very grateful that um that that did not happen to me because you know now People say stuff, they don't like my writing, whatever. It'll probably go in one ear or the other. Um, I take the good when I can take the good, you know. Um, and I listen to feedback, of course. But, like, as a teenager or even in college, when we're, like, so critical of ourselves and don't know what's what to have. Or even when you're first starting out, like, as a business owner, have someone come in and be like, that sucks. That's horrible. Or when you're new at anything, honestly, right? Like, damn, if my editors would have told me that when I started writing the book, like, that's it. I would have given up. <laughs> this book would not be done. So I feel very lucky about that. Uh, I'm curious, how long was the process of writing this book? Well, from start to finish. I think a lot of people get so intimidated at the idea of writing a book because they think it's never going to go through, like, it's years of work, it's hard, um, but I'm curious as to, like, how long did it take and kind of walk us through 
the the process so people kind of get an idea from the from the back end yeah definitely um so I want to preface this by saying that you know it'll obviously depend on what kind of book you're writing um and also who you're working with um so I I did not self-publish I ended up uh, getting a book deal with an indie publisher called Mango, and they've been incredible. So they're they're not a major publisher like Simon and Schuster or anything like that. They've been the top indie publisher for like the last three years in a row, um, and I I lucked out with them to be honest with you because um, so I think I signed. It, things moved very, very quickly with them because they're an indie publisher. So I looked back. I signed my contract with Mango um, a year ago, January 29th. So the process was actually quite, quite fast. So I wrote the book from, I mean, I had some, you know, layout and stuff like a few months prior um, that I had worked on. But I like focused on writing the book from January 30th through I think I sent my final edit in maybe like the end of August um and then it goes through a couple of months of uh developmental editing so like the editors will like read the whole manuscript and they'll be like okay like add something here delete this this is repetitive you know maybe we should switch this and this whatever then it goes into copy editing and they fix all of your grammar mistakes and then it goes into design um so like it's a workbook so actually like quite a bit of design was needed um for this book and because also we decided to go in full color um so that was pretty exciting um so that's how that all happened and then that's it i got a few looks at the manuscript to do any like last last little edits um and then it got sent to the printers and that's it that's that's the process so really in in indie publishing world things can happen quite quickly i think when i first talked to mango about the book they said that their turnaround time is between like 9 to 12 months for books but if you work with an in like a big publisher like their turnaround time is like 2 years or something like that um so it really depends on who you end up working with and also like if you're writing a fiction book not that I know anything about that but I've heard like most fiction writers will write the whole book and then try to find a, a house for it like find a publisher from it um they don't actually write in the process um so yeah that's that's how it all works that is interesting. That is really fast. Yes, I... it's very fast. <laughs> it's very fast, and I also still feel like the writing process was was a long time ago. Like, and I I like read through the book now, and I'm just like, I can't believe I did all of this in such a little amount of time. Um, yeah, I don't know what what got into me, but. I, I work really well on a deadline. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Did you have to have specific writing days? Like, like you're writing um, for an hour, like no matter what. I tried to keep more or less a schedule. Um, 
But and and some days it was like that. Some days it was like, okay, I'm gonna force myself to literally be at my computer all day until something comes out because the book is doing two months and well, I got a lot left. You know, I was like, look at my word count, like, oh no, <laughs> you know. Um, but the the actual writing part was not hard for me. The part that was hard for me was structuring. So I would. And especially in the beginning, like I would write three pages and then spend 30 minutes looking at the pages and be like, should this go here? Or should I move this paragraph to here? Or should I put this in a new chapter? Should I write a whole new chapter for this section? Like I already had a whole big outline, which I chose to mainly ignore in the writing process because it was not helpful. And then I would go from working on chapter one to working on chapter eight to working on chapter four. Like it, it was a whole big mess of a process. I did not write it in order. I did not write it in order. It wasn't until the end where I was just like, okay, like I should probably go through and make sure everything flows. Um, the developmental editors helped with that a lot too. Um, and yeah, that, that was kind of the process. But no, I didn't have specific writing days um I'm not really a kind of a person who loves like or can stick to like routines like that I just have a to-do list and I do it <laughs> that is the creative that is a creative in me um I have something to do and I do it and I if I get inspiration I'll write for longer um but the book was literally written like in a during a mixture of like all of my weekends, some late nights, some early mornings, and then in between like client calls, like <laughs> ending one call, have 10 minutes before the next call, go into my book doc, knock out a few words, and then, and then go back to calls. Uh, I, I love that. Like there's no, no, like no specific rules to the creative process really um and that's what's so interesting because the books that I read on entrepreneurship like really uh had that foundation of like you need to be having a schedule and it needs to be rigid and if it if you go off that schedule then that's when you can like start failing essentially like if you're not doing this then you're failing and um, it was a few years ago that I was in Mexico with a friend and she, this was the first time she had been in Mexico and she was so inspired because she's like, you know, in Mexico, like you see uh, the vendors in the mercados and they have like their, their own business. And then you see people like selling um, street food and they have their own business and they pretty much just like do it like they don't yeah they haven't been told like you need to read these books in order to be successful you need to do a b and c in order to be successful like I feel like that's what is a little different from the experiences as um someone who is not I don't know how to say this someone a person of color or someone with a different um background than just like the American culture because you see you go to Mexico and you see like you might have like 
your your tío might have a job, but then he comes home and is like making street food and like selling to the neighbors um or like your tia might like go in and have a part-time job or like taking care of the kids but then on the weekend she makes menudo and like everyone buys Mm -hmm. from her so there's there's like you see that you have that experience in like your your dna like you, I don't know. I've always seen entrepreneurship so different than what I was being taught from school or from the books that I was reading. Um, and so that's what is inspiring and like gets me excited about like your perspective. And then the fact that you're saying like, no, I just kind of like had my to-do list. I did it when I could and went with it and you still got it done like you're still a successful writer look I'm not saying that it was the right way to write a book but it's how I did it and and honestly that's been my approach throughout everything right because in my personal opinion saying you have to do this at this time you have to do this at this time like it's not realistic like it's not realistic. People have families. People have health problems. People have, you know, other things that might come up, like house issues. Like, you know, like it, it's not realistic to say at every day at 7 a.m. I'm going to wake up and, you know, work on this book. And then the next day you wake up and your chronic illness is really flaring up and you don't want to wake up at 7 a.m you know, true story over here. (laughs) Like, or, you know, the next day you wake up and your mom's going through some kind of crisis and she's calling you 8 million times because that's what Latina moms do. And you got to help your mom through this crisis, which is not even really a crisis. She just lost her llaves again. So, you know, like, (laughs) like you got to help her and you can't work on the book. Like, it's just, it's not realistic. And and the thing that you said about entrepreneurship in, in different countries, like Mexico, for example, like through here, I think in Mexico, people naturally are just more um, community focused uh, because they've had to be. Um, and it's just kind of like in the Mexican blood to to be hospitable and be like, you know, when you go into someone's house, like, they're going to offer you food. Like, that's just that's just what's going to go down, you know? Like, I don't care who you are, like, who you know, like, you're in my house, I'm going to offer you some food. So it's kind of with that same perspective, right? Like, when we're out there in the world do it, promoting whatever it is our business is, our first instinct is going to be to connect with people first and you know, have learn about them, them learn about us, then get talking to like, okay, this taco is one peso, whatever, you know, like, then talk about the money stuff, and then do that business exchange. Um, And as creatives, you know, it's kind of similar, because as I mentioned earlier, sometimes creatives have a hard time, you know, being a business person, and a creative person so a lot of time creatives they just like to talk about their art and this this and that and whatever and they don't actually talk about prices or you know how much they're gonna charge or anything like that and so um it, it's kind of similar in that way um I don't know if any of that made sense but I I think that's I think that's where you were going with that 
Yes, for sure. And I just really appreciate like you giving people permission to figure out what works for them and to not feel like a failure. No, and and I don't want this is you're actually making a great point because I don't want people to be like, "Ah, she wrote a business book, so now she's going to tell us how to start a business and blah blah blah." blah. I wrote a business book, but it's really a toolkit, right? Um, it's a toolkit and it's a workbook. So you are free and welcome to get the book and take all of the tools that you want that are in there to pick and choose the ones that work for you and use that to grow your business. If you want to, I'm not telling you this is the only way, you know, I'm just telling you what's worked for me, what's worked for other people, and you can take it or leave it. Um, and I'm obviously here to help any step of the way, right? Um, but I, you know, I, I think that especially like so many industries are, are changing so much right now because of the pandemic, and then they will change again post-pandemic, Um that we need to be a little bit more open-minded about how we do a lot of things. Um, and the book talks a little bit about that, navigating pivots and, and stuff. And so I, I hope that people go into reading and also executing the things in the book with, with an open mind. Yes, I love that. And I think that's why I connected with you so quickly, especially like as a business coach. Um, yeah. So I ask everyone, and I'm going to be asking this season too, what encouragement or advice would you give for the next generation? I would say go with your gut. Um, go with your gut and don't be afraid to ask for help. That That is really what I wish somebody would have told me a lot sooner and that I would have listened. <laughs> um, but I think that a lot of times because of all these pressures that we might feel um, because of where we come from, because of things that we've gone through, you know, we we feel like we, we want to pursue something or we want to create something. But then we think about like all of the what ifs, like, what if people hate this? What if, you know, people don't like it? What if they're not supportive of me? Um, what if I'm not the right person to be doing this? Um, but at the end of the day, like, we should be doing things for ourselves. And if it, it helps people, like, great. And chances are, it will. Um, because we're seeing this need for something. Like, there's got to be more people that feel this need. You know, that's what I've learned 100%. And the asking for help part, like like you said, like we cannot do everything by ourselves. We can't. So whether it's you get a business coach or you hire a VA or even you just read a book, you know, that's looking for help too. Um, or listen to a podcast you know, or reach out to someone that you admire and be like, hey, like, you know, I'm interested in doing this. Can you help me? Or can you at least point me in the right direction? The worst thing that can happen is they say no. Um, and 
a lot of times people will actually say yes. <laughs> so um, I will I will leave everyone with that. You know, listen listen to what your mind and is telling you and don't be afraid to ask for help to execute it yeah uh, i'm so thankful for this chat in your time because everything you have said has been like gold like oh, i'm just so excited <laughs> i'm so excited for people to hear like what i have been like inspired by over the past like year year and a half that i've known you um, why don't you share all of the places that people can find you? Yes, um, sure. So I'm most active on Instagram right now. It's at Ashley K. Stoyana Bojeda. I know that's a very long name. I apologize. <laughs> and then my website is AshleyKStoyanov.com. Um, I have a newsletter um, that I'll be doing more regularly pretty soon. Um, it's got interviews business tips i'll be starting a blog soon as well uh, so feel free to connect with me through my newsletter or through instagram and i'm on the other social platforms as well tiktok twitter facebook don't use them as much uh linkedin definitely add me on linkedin as well um and yeah that's that's it and please 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 order hifa and training yes it is out Today, as of the airing of this podcast, I will have all the links um, to Ashley's socials on the show notes and the website, and then I'll, I'll also link to where you can order her book if you haven't ordered already. Um, one more question. Uh, you mentioned your nonprofit, your musician for musicians. Do you want to shout that that out too? Yes, yes. You can find it at uh, Woman with an X Crush Music. So W-O-M-X-N Crush Music on all platforms. Awesome. I'll also link that too. Um, awesome. But thank you so much. I am so grateful for your time. I'm grateful for the fact that you said yes to writing this book i i know that it's going to be so beneficial for a lot of people and um i'm just so proud of you oh thank you thank you it's been great to be here thank you so much for having me and thank you all for listening yes all right well i will see you at our next like business coaching meeting um but i'll uh, talk to you later Bye. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Okay, you heard. Her book is out now, so make sure you order your copy today. I'm so proud of her and her accomplishments and so thankful for her influence in my life. Okay, amigos, thank you so much for listening. There'll be a new episode every Tuesday, so after you listen, feel free to take a screenshot, share on Instagram, tag at Elevating La Cultura, or send me a DM. You can also comment on our YouTube video if you're watching online. I always like to hear from people and how they resonate with the stories that I share. So leave a review on Apple Podcasts so we can get more ears listening to our stories and we can continue elevating La Cultura. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening. Y nos vemos next week. Adios.